in today's show. We're looking ahead to Sunday in the NBA. Who do you stream in for points leagues, for category leagues, to win your week one matchup? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, we're looking at Sunday. It's the What to Watch For show, but we do the Sunday ones differently. I'm not going to go through each individual game. I'm just going to tell you guys that we can stream for individual categories because that's what we're really doing for this sort of situation. So we're looking at Yahoo points, ESPN points, and then the standard eight categories. Which guys can you add to help you win those particular categories? That's how we're going to do these shows. That's how we've done them in the past. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start with points leagues. Yahoo Points Leagues, who do we stream in? Well, the bloke was on the thumbnail of this video. I think he's a great ad everywhere, to be honest. Dennis Smith Jr., the wood slanger. Um, he's going to be the starting point guard. Lamelo is out. Terry Rozier is out, most likely. And Smith has shown an ability to put up tons of numbers. Big defensive stat guy. He can get assists. He can score. He has some issues with percentages. Yes. And we're talking Yahoo Points League. To me, he's the number one ad. I don't know how long Rogier and Ball are going to be out, so this might last a week or two. But this is why you have a streaming spot. Hey, look, this might be a top 70 player for two weeks. Might be for a week. Might be for a day. I've got no idea. But we add him at least for Sunday, Dennis Smith. Patrick Beverly, consistently under-rostered every single year. And I know it's because he doesn't get sexy scoring numbers, but he brings rebounds, he gets steals, he's blocking shots now, he can get assists. He always sits in like the 20% rostered when he should be in the 80%. That's for categories and points leagues. He's available. The Lakers play at him. Kelly Olenek, available in over 50% of leagues. Walker Kessler's available in over 50% of leagues. And I'm going to, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I actually don't think these two are in direct competition for minutes. Because I don't think they want to play Kessler and Vanderbilt together. Vanderbilt is their center. Olenek is their four. And Kessler's playing behind Vanderbilt, really. Olenek puts is going to put up numbers. He needs to be on rosters. There is no excuse for Kelly Link to be on a waiver wire. Walker Kessler is more of a longer-term stash, but I'm losing a little bit of faith in Kessler as a longer-term guy just because of that reason. I don't think that they bench Vanderbilt so Kessler can play. And I, and I don't think we'll see much of a Kessler-Vanderbilt combo as a starting group. Maybe we will, but I'm not sure that we will. Anyway, they're both really good ads for tomorrow. And a Linux, a guy you hold long-term. Lonnie Walker... Um, big opportunity for him again. He had a great game, game two, not so good game one, but he's going to get the minutes. We see that pattern. What he does with him, I, I don't know, but he's a great stream. Mason Plumley with few games on on Sunday. Mason Plumley is at least a starter and you don't worry about his lack of free throw efficiency in a Yahoo points. And then you've got Kevin Herter and Malik Beasley, some guys who do have pop-off ability, 
who can really get hot from three and give you at least you know, 15 to 16 real-life points and maybe can hit to 30 fantasy points upside. There is value in that. But to me, Smith is the clear one there. And then a Linux is the second one. On ESPN points, similar sort of names. Beverly's up the top. Dennis Smith, again, and a Linux. They are the three guys who shouldn't really be sitting on any 12-team waiver wires out of these groups. But there's some weird roster percentage numbers over on ESPN. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I don't, I don't get it. And if you're watching this and you're playing on ESPN, these guys might not be available. But for some reason, Jaden McDaniels is available. Jaden, the Minnesota guy. Now, I'd, we saw game two was nowhere near as good as his game one. Not a shock at all, right? That game two, to me, is more closely in line with what he is likely to do on a regular basis. But he should still be rostered. So he's available, allegedly. Alexei Pokyshevsky. I think he's going to start majority of games for the Thunder this season, so you probably want to have him. Lou Dort is not someone that I think is a great player, but I do think he needs to be rostered. No, my son is also named Bort. The fact that the Bronco Jalen Williams remains out... Broncos country, let's ride. Um, ...helps Dort establish himself and keep those minutes high where I thought there might be a chance that Williams might cut in a little bit, especially with Dort hurt in the preseason, but that has obviously flipped on its head. Um, Karis Levert's available in over 50% of ESPN leagues with Darius Garland's availability up in the air. And Levert's going to start regardless, but Garland being out helps Levert with usage and assist opportunities. And Walker Kessler, still another guy, which we just talked about, having some really solid value as uh, as a points league stream, at least for Sunday, but also with some of that long-term hold value that, that he does um, possess. If we go to category leagues now, which we will, and we're looking at the points category. So you're looking to stream guys in for the points category. Lonnie Walker, this is what he does. He, he can score. And he scored 26 last game. Shot 22% from three. Because he's not a great three-point shooter. In fact, he's a bad one. Like the whole team. But he's going to have scoring opportunities. So he helps you if you're looking for points. Malik Beasley, Trey Mann. That's what these guys do. They score. And the Thunder do have a back-to-back. So we don't know whether Shea will be in or out. And that will boost the value of guys like Trey Mann. Dennis Smith. And then, unbelievably, I do think that if you are getting desperate, and you'd have to be getting desperate, the librarian James Booknight. Let's be fair to this guy. He's he's a bad player. I thought he wouldn't be very good coming into the sea, to the to the league, but not like this. Or I think I had him 12th or 15th in the draft when it came out. I didn't think he was this bad. He hasn't made a shot yet. I think he's 0 of 10 in two games. And that's not even including all his off-court stuff and disciplinary issues with past coaches. I think he's I, I think he's quite bad. But with Ball out, with Rogier out, he's going to have to play. The guard depth on this team is horrendous. Cody Martin also potentially hurt or potentially out. So unless Bryce McGowan's he's going to get the call from Steve Clifford, which I doubt. Yeah, Booknight at some point, a shot will go in, and maybe he scrounges his way to 13, 14 points. And that might be what you need. Reggie Jackson, good opportunity there, although in Sunday's game, you'll have Wall and Kawhi returning, but he can at least still score. Davion Mitchell, scoring option, and then Rui Hachimura. We know he doesn't do much else, but he does score, and there is that opportunity for him uh, in Sunday's games to provide some of that value for you. BetOnline.net is the number one source for football and basketball betting, for this season, all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sports wagering information and live betting up to the minute scores for everyone out there as well. You want to look at some NFL odds? 
They've got them. The Giants are three-point underdogs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Giants is the team that's absolutely rolling, and they're still underdogs. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But if you want to check out all those odds, BetOnline has them. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the Major League Baseball playoffs, the NHL season start, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly as well. Let's look at some threes. Who are we streaming in for that? A lot of the names will repeat here. And if you see guys repeating across multiple categories and you need those multiple categories, well, they're the names that you're going to be adding, isn't it? For threes, Malik Beasley. This is what he does. 15 points, five threes is not an an uncommon line for Malik. Lonnie Walker, even though he is a poor shooter, the volume was there. So even though he shot 22% against the Clippers, he hit two. And that might be what you need. Justin Holiday doesn't do anything else, but he can hit threes. Trey Mann could be an opportunity with Shea maybe sitting. Luke Kennard, the duck. One of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA. We hope they give him enough minutes. But he's a good option there. Pat Beverly, Matty Ryan for the Lakers. They don't have shooters, so they have to play him 15 minutes a night. And then Marcus Morris. Although I'm not sure whether Morris is going to play. It's a back-to-back. I don't know. But he can hit two to three triples a game pretty easily. Rebounds. Gets a little bit rough for rebounds. We talked about that draft season, about how hard it is to find those. That's another reason why I hate double-doubles as a category. You just can't find rebounding players on the wire. You can't stream in a binary category like double-doubles. It's pretty hard to do that. Looney, probably the most widely available good rebounder out there. Mason Plumlee and Nick Richards. I'd probably prefer Richards over Plumlee. Played more minutes than him last game as well. But two guys who can pull in double-digit boards potentially. Denny Avdia, locked in as a starter for the Wizards. Not starter minutes, but he rebounded. I think he had double-digit rebounds in that first full game that he played. That's really useful. And I like him defensively. Jermichael Green's getting a lot of run for the Warriors. Some might say too much, but he's getting a lot of run. Pat Beverly usually can be a pretty good rebounder. Kenrich Williams, he's going to appear on a few of these lists, Kenrich. I'm not sure that he's going to play or start. So he's a real iffy one to me. He started their first game. I don't know whether he's going to start on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I don't know if he's going to play in the back-to-back. So he's in, his projections look nice, but there's a lot of iffiness around whether he's actually out there or actually starting. And then Justice Winslow, who is playing a lot of small ball center for the Blazers and doing it pretty well. He's a solid enough rebounding option. In terms of assists, well, the name at the top is there, Dennis Smith again. Like this is a guy we grab. He might get six or seven. Pat Beverly's there for four or five. Davion Mitchell's there for four. Cameron Payne, who is at times playing minutes over Chris Paul. Um, he's not a great player, Cameron Payne, but he is their backup point guard. And that is enabling him to get some solid enough assist numbers. And when you're scrounging on a Sunday, and you, you can't just go, well, I'm gonna, well, unless you've got Dennis Smith, you can't really go find that starting point guard who's going to be giving six, seven assists every night. You need to get three or four from certain guys. And someone like a, a campaign or even a Reggie Jackson, who's next on that list, has a potential to do that. Same goes with Jose Alvarado, who's playing good minutes off the bench. Him and Trey Murphy, the, both basically the sixth men, getting those 20 minutes or so. Alvarado, more of a steals guy than a than an assist player, but he can still get that as the backup point guard. Said Kenrich Williams is there. I just don't know with him. And then Jordan McLaughlin in Minnesota, who's getting those backup point guard minutes behind D'Angelo Russell. A, a lot of teams in the NBA, and the Wolves obviously just... It piqued my interest here. They're playing big minutes to players. Like 
D'Angelo Russell, who's normally a 32-minute night guy, is getting 36. Players getting 37, 38 regularly, whereas they normally get 32, 33. There's a lot of big minutes being pumped into players here, which is uh, an interesting trend. I don't know whether it continues, but it's meaning that there's a lot of hyper-productive fantasy players and the waiver wire and bench options become a lot thinner because we're pushing from 32, 33 minutes a night. Back in my day, load manager didn't exist. All the minutes are pushing way up and the value of other guys is dropping off because we're not seeing those bench guys get as much playing time. Interesting development to start the year. Also teams playing at a breakneck pace too. Some of that is because of turnovers though. Steals. Smith. He's one of the best defensive guards in the NBA at the moment. I know that sounds stupid, especially from a fantasy perspective, getting defensive stats. He's done it for like three years now. And don't be surprised if he, look, if he came out with a line that was three steals, three blocks, you'd go, man, that's wild. i go, ah, you know what? It's not crazy. Like if Evan Fournier came out and had three steals, three blocks, I go, what on earth is going on? I need to go and watch every one of those players because it makes no sense. If Jalen Brunson did that, I'd go, wow, something, something weird happened here. If Dennis Smith did it, I'd go, ah, yeah, he can, he can actually do it. He's one of the players who can do it. Beverly um, is a good steals guy. Alvarado. Dylan Wright, who is better than Monty Morris, at least playing better than him at the moment. I wouldn't say that Monte is a drop, but I also know that he's not a high upside player. And we banged and banged and banged this drum about Monty Morris in the preseason. His usage is not higher in Washington than what it was in Denver. And now... He's just sort of reverting back to a backup level split minute guy. I would hold for now, but his upside's not that high. And D-Lon's upside's only high if he can get 30 minutes. And I don't know if he's going to get there, but it's a steel streamer. I love it. Juan Toscano Anderson's getting a lot of minutes for the Lakers. He's a terrible offensive player or terrible shooter. Let's be more accurate, but he's really good with defense. Justice Winslow's a great defensive option. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin and Kendrick Williams, those same names appearing again. In terms of blocks, well, Pat Beverly is getting a ton of them. I don't know if I believe it, but he's blocking jump shots. He's blocking threes. He's good. Nick Richards, Dan Gafford, they are two really strong um, block streamers. Really like those guys as block streamers. Kevon Looney, and then there's old mate Dennis Smith. Hey, getting a, getting a picture that Dennis Smith might be worth adding. Um, Jalen Johnson. When you start scraping the bottom down there, you get to Jalen Johnson. You've got Mason Plumley and Jalen McDaniels. So those top five really give the value. The bottom three, not as much. They can still be useful, but you want to get your hands on one of those top five guys if you're looking to influence the blocks category in my mind. Field goal percentage. Mason Plumley, Dan Gafford, Nick Richards, Drew Eubanks. Now, Eubanks and Rashawn Holmes, those two guys there, the attempts they make are not going to be high, but maybe they can bump you one percentage point or two percentage points over the course of the week. You've got Kevon Looney, Larry Nance, and John Kaminga. Although John Kaminga can have 60%, he might have 20%. He is an absolute wild card in terms of what production you're going to get from him on a game-by-game basis. And in terms of free throws, these guys tend to be a little bit more solid. Reggie Jackson, Aaron Holiday, uh, Marcus Morris Sr. if he plays. Damian Lee, underrated one of the best free throw shooters in the NBA. And he's getting 20 minutes a night in Phoenix. And he's playing, especially with Cam Johnson hurt. Um, and with Chris Paul struggling a bit, Lee's getting some really good minutes. Kendrick Nunn's a good free throw shooter. DeLon Wright can be pretty good. Austin Reeves and Trey Mann are some guys that you can stream in to help you win that free throw percentage category. So guys, good luck. Good luck with Sunday. Good luck with the rest of the week one matchup. We've already done the week two preview, so you can go and check that out already. And after you've done this, go check out Locked On Sports today. It is our show that um, 
I don't know what I was going to tell you about it. Yeah, it gives you a recap every day, 20 minutes of all of the action across the sports world. So check out Locked On Sports today and they'll give you all that stuff that you need. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.